You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. is used to express strong emotion or feeling about something or somebody. A person that has entered into a state of woe is basically hopeless and unhappy. Things are not looking the way you would like them to look and and so you are allowing it to affect you because of what you are experiencing. And so Instead of you enjoying your day, you complain about your day. Instead of you looking for better, despite going through worse, you agree with the worse that's present in your life. You are in a state of of woe. And when you consider what I've said, and you enter into a state of, of hopelessness and unhappiness, you have basically chosen to be in a cursed position. And when a child of God decides to enter into a woe state or enter into a position that is basically a curse, he or she is hindering what God ordained to make him or her rich. Proverbs 10 and 22 says, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds, get this, no sorrow with it. So when God blesses me, he he expects me to be happy and not sorrowful. But if I'm in a state of woe, I'm in contrast to what God wishes for my life. And and that's dangerous because the best place to be is in the will of God. But the worst place to be is out of the will of God. 
in a place that's unsafe, in a place that's dangerous because I have chosen to do what God told me up front not to do. I have chosen to be in a place of despair or hopelessness even though God told me to live by faith. Because faith has to do with hope. Because Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. That's what the Hebrew writer said. But then Paul in Romans 8, 24 and 25 said in part, but if we hope for that, we see not, we wait for it. Hope is a good thing when you consider it according to the word of God. I don't see good but I know good is coming. I don't see it working out, but I know it's going to turn out in my faith. And I'm not imagining things because what, what I'm saying, what I'm speaking is based upon his word. He told me that, that it would work out for my good. He, he said it in Romans 8 and twenty. Eight, that it would work out for me. But then I can take it further than just what he said in the scripture because I can go back into my past and I don't have to go back 10 years ago. I can go back to this week and he calls something to work out that, that my eyes said wouldn't work out. Woo, I, 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 I'm not the only one in the room tell somebody God worked out something that my eyes said wouldn't work out. Woo, my eyes wanted me to focus on the bad, but God told me to focus on his promise. Woo, and I chose to focus on the promise of God because all of the promises of God in him are yes. And amen. Your eyes will cause you to be put in a dangerous predicament, a place. Your own eyes will mess you up. Your own perception will mess you slap. Watch this. Ask your neighbor, have you ever messed up yourself? No, no, hold on. Since you've been sanctified. Who have you ever messed up your own self since you've been in the church? Have you ever messed up your own self since you've been turning in victory? You couldn't point the finger at your neighbor. You couldn't point the finger at your cousin. Even though your cousin is low down, you had to point the finger at yourself. Ooh, just wave your hand and say it wasn't nobody's fault but mine. Oh, just put it up there. Keep it up there a little longer and let folks see it. It wasn't nobody's fault but mine. 
Yeah, you like to shift the blame, but you couldn't shift it this time. It wasn't nobody's fault, but. He told me not to trust my sight, but I did. He told me not to believe myself, but I. And so now I am experiencing. Whoa. Because of my own self, my own choices, my own decisions. We've all been there. Contextually, there are two woes that the prophet Isaiah dealt with here in chapter 5 verse 21 two woes and it's imperative for us to heed what the prophet revealed if we're going to prosper 2nd Chronicles 20 and 20 says the last sentence believe the Lord your God so shall you be established but then he went on to say believe his prophets so shall you prosper you, you have some folks that don't believe that that their prosperity is tied to God's prophets your success Biblically speaking, is tied into your belief in your prophet. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Isaiah the prophet said, with his stripes, we're going to be healed. He was looking before the cross. Peter in prophetic mode looked back at what Jesus did and said, with his stripes, I'm already healed. Yeah, I'm going through something, but it's already well. That's the reason we can stand bold and say in the midst of going through something from our crown to the sole of our feet, it is well. Even though it's attacking my mind right now, it is well. Even though it's attacking my stomach right now, it is well. Even though they gave me a bad report, it is well. Some of y'all ain't getting happy because you don't believe what Isaiah or Peter said, but I believe it and it's a mofo that believe it. Tell somebody I'm all already well because I believe in what God said I'm already healed because I believe what God I'm already coming out of this financial predicament that I'm in I see myself with more money than I could shout at somebody it is well oh I'm a faith walker it is I'm a faith walker. It is. Believe his prophets. Some folks are not prospering because they don't believe. 
what the prophet said. They don't believe the former prophets nor the present prophets. And you're hindering your divine prosperity. Oh, you can work overtime and prosper, but, but that ain't the same as God blessing you. That overtime about to kill you. But when God bless you, he adds no sorrow with it. Oh, somebody that, that knows us a different, tell a preacher talking truth. It's the difference between being divinely blessed and working overtime. God will give you in one day what you can work overtime for in a whole year. You know why? Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. I said can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. And so I have to believe the prophet in order for me to prosper. It, it, it may be a hard word, but I still have to believe it. When God sends a hard word, it's not to hurt us. It's not to mess us up. It's not to do us any harm or danger. Those who he loves, he chastens, he rebukes. Why? Because he loves them. When God sends you a word of correction, it's out of love. When God sends you a word that steps on your toes, it's out of love. When God tells you to go left even though you want to go right, it's out of love. When God tells you to bring him his tithes and offering, he's not trying to take from you, it's out of love. He wants to bless you and if you obey him, if you obey his prophets you'll prosper. You'll have great success. You won't just talk about Luke 6 and 38. You will be a product. You will experience Luke 6 and 38. You will walk in the blessings that a good measure. Press down. Shaken together and running over. If you just walk in what does saith God. How can you say it preacher? Because I have experienced what Jesus promised. What did he promise? I am come that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. But you got to listen to the woes. You got to listen and avoid the woes because a child of God never needs to be to the point to where he or she feels as if there is no hope. There is no way out. There is a promise that with every trial, every tribulation, God will make a way of escape. Why? So you. So you can bear it, child of God. It's always a way out. Don't ever get to the point to where you, you think you got to throw in the towel. You ain't got to throw in no towel. God is bigger than your problem. God is bigger than the report. God is bigger than whatever comes your way. 
I got to put on the table what God said years ago. Is there anything too hard for me? It's on the table. Been on the table a long time. and, and Nobody has been able to come forward and, and put something on the table that's too hard for God. Whatever you're going through right now, don't give up hope. God is going to cause your situation to turn out in your favor. Whatever you're going through right now, God is going to work on your case and cause everything to be well. But you got to speak it before he shows up and show out. I said you got to speak it before he shows up and shows out. Why? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You got to start speaking life to yourself. Life to your situation. Life to your circumstance. Life to whatever you're going through that's trying to kill you. That's trying to kill your situation. That's trying to kill your blessing. You got to that thing. Shout at somebody, I will live. I will prosper. I will come out. I will be the head and not the tail. I will live above only and not believe. I will. I will receive my heart's desire. And so he gives us woes. The prophet does. Because he does not want us to mess up ourselves. I done messed up Barry too many times. I would be further financially if I hadn't messed up Barry. And so the first woe that the prophet reveals is clear. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. Wisdom is a good thing. But it can also be used in a bad way. Wisdom equates knowledge and understanding. Like it or not, the devil, when you look at scripture, possesses wisdom. But he uses it in a deceptive way in order to achieve his objectives. He had to take Eve out and her husband Adam. And, and so he used wisdom, a deception, in order to do so. And sadly, it worked on the first Adam. But then the second Adam 
ran into the same devil. The second Adam being Jesus. Satan tried his best to use deceptive tactics, subtle tactics, in order to get Jesus to look at his situation and do in contrast to the will of God. Jesus was hungry, going through it, and the enemy knew it. Oh, don't think the enemy has not been looking at you, sister girl. He knows. My brother, don't be foolish. The enemy has been looking, watching you, and he, he knows. Said to Jesus, you're hungry. You being the son of God, why don't you just turn these stones into bread and your hunger will be over. The devil wanted Jesus to obey him. If Jesus would have obeyed the devil, he would have become the servant of the devil. The enemy knows that if he can get you to obey him, that you are his servant. But Jesus had to put it is written. Man shall not live by prayer alone. Yeah, I'm hungry, but I got some food that you don't know about Satan. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God had gave him a word during his fasting. The man, Jesus, had gave him something that was going to keep him in the will of God during his fasting, even though he was suffering. God will give you a word in the midst of you battling sickness that will keep you from bowing to the devil that will keep you from submitting to what the enemy would have you do all you have to do is open up your spiritual ears and receive what the spirit of God is saying that's the reason John said to the churches in the book of Revelation, he that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In the midst of you battling, the Spirit is still talking to you. In the midst of you going through it physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially, if you will open up your spirit or your God consciousness, God is trying to tell you what you need to do in order to come through your dilemma, in order to come through your trouble, in order to get your breakthrough. Oh, shout at somebody and tell them, all you got to do is listen to the spirit. And you will get your breakthrough. 
Shout at one more person. All you got to do is listen to the spirit. And you will get your breakthrough. And when you put the word on the enemy, the enemy got to go. The enemy had to leave Jesus alone. The enemy had to go. And when the enemy left, Jesus went back to the city. Get this, with joy. After being tried by the devil and being successful, he went back to the city with joy. And got him some need too. But he did it on God's timing, not his timing. And so I, I can never be to the point to where I think because I have acquired knowledge and understanding. That I have arrived to the point to where I can act like God. God said he would direct you. But when you take it on yourself. You're out of the will of God. Woo! Say to your neighbor preacher talking ain't. Hold on, hold on. Let's go to Proverbs 26. Keep in mind the first woe. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. Stay with me. Lord have mercy, I'm finna drum something on you. I just need you to roll with me. Proverbs 26 and 12. Do you see a man? Wise in his own eyes. Look at your neighbor. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. Look at another neighbor. Just in case. Woo! You better look a little closer at him or her. Notice. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? But notice what he says. There is more Hope for a fool than for him. God told me that you needed to do such. I got this. So you don't even want to hear what God said. Got scripture to go with you. Now, I got this. Such a person, according to this verse, is actually worse than a fool. Psalm 14 and 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, get this, there is. No God. So you can be wise, but do not believe in God. 
educated. But don't believe in God. One of the smartest persons on the planet. When it comes to the possession of knowledge and understanding. At the top of your field. But still don't believe in God. Again, for the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But let me back up and just look at this one more time. Proverbs 26 and 12. Do you see a man wise in his own eye? There is more hope for a fool than for him or her. You so smart, you're going to be the cause of going to hell. Messing up your own self. Lord have mercy. We got to go further. Consider Proverbs 18 and 2. But we're keeping in mind the first clause in Isaiah 5, 21 and Proverbs 26 and 12. But notice Proverbs 18 and 2. A fool has no delight in understanding, but, it, but in expressing his own heart. But a person that is wise in his own eyes, being worse than a fool, is also a person based upon this right here. That does not want to be, y'all holding on? Pastored. A fool has no delight in understanding. Jeremiah 3 and 15 says, God himself will give shepherds or pastors, get this, according to his heart. Not nobody who's trying to do it that way. But somebody who's legit, according to God's heart, is doing it God's way. Y'all know there's a difference between bona fide and jackleg preachers. Thank you. And don't try to act like you don't know what a jackleg preacher is. Everybody got a cousin, uncle, or somebody that's... Yeah, you have. That ain't legit. Why they lies on him, don't nobody know yet, but. A fool has no delight in understanding. Fool don't want to be passed. But if a person is wise in his own eyes, the same applies. The person does not want to be passed because the person thinks he or she is already that. And it's not an insult to the pastor. It's an insult to the one that gave the pastor to the church. 
God. Remember, Jeremiah 3 and 15, I will give you shepherds or pastors according to my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Then Ephesians 4 and 11, it says when Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave gifts to the church. And he mentions the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, and the pastors. And see, when God gives you a gift, it's for your benefit. For James 1 tells us that every good, beneficial, and every perfect, perfect is something that will complete you. Every good and perfect gift is from above. But a fool does not want God's gift. Nor does a person who is wise in his or her own eyes. Walker can't tell me. Well, you know that, that you ain't insulting Walker. You, you insulting the one that gave him. David, on God's behalf, said, touch not God's anointed. There are preachers that try to fight. I ain't no fighting preacher. I'm too cool to fight. I'm a preaching preacher. Teaching preacher. Too cool and too old to fight. <laughs> Tell somebody, preacher 61, he ain't got no business fight. <laughs> but, but when you're in that place and you don't, want under, you don't have no delight in understanding, you don't want to be pastor. And in the day and time that we're living in, people do not want to be shepherd they want to hear what they want to hear Paul prophesied and said in the latter days they'll have itching ears figuratively ears that want to hear exactly what they desire to hear don't want to be pastor and so we can see why the first woe is dangerous. Very dangerous. Because you can end up in a reprobated state which there's no forgiveness for. Or end up dead and in, in hell. Because of following your own self. Nobody on this planet was meant to follow themselves. When you consider God's word. There are some preachers that think everybody has to follow them. But only when the preacher is following Jesus. For 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Paul said imitate me. Just as I. Imitate Christ. 
everybody has to be following somebody. And even if you say you're not, you are. If you're not following God, you're following the devil. And the devil is known for blinding folk. The Bible says, if this gospel is hid, it is hid from those who are lost, who the prince of this world has blinded. Lest they should believe the gospel. The enemy done blinded them. And believe it or not, there is a wise fool that other ignorant and semi-wise folk will follow into a ditch. Y'all all right? Jesus said about, he said, hey, leave them alone. You don't want to talk to them? You don't want to preach? Not leave them alone. Why? They be blind followers of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, all of them going into the ditch. You mean it? Jesus died for the whole world, but then there are some that rejected him to the point to where he said, leave them alone? Get this, the disciples wanted to go to them. But Jesus said, leave them alone. Just like some of us, we just convinced we need to go. No, you need to leave them alone. I sure wish I could. You need to leave them alone. But notice the second woe. In Isaiah 5 and 21. Woe to those that are prudent in their own sight. A prudent person is a person that has power to discern mentally. The person can distinguish or separate things. person is very good at doing such, but mentally. Some prudent people, such as some of you, you love being spiritual. Oh, you can discern. You can tell when something is this way or the other way. You're prudent. But just like wisdom can be used in a bad way, likewise, a person that is prudent, a person can be prudent but use it in an incorrect way. I have met prudent people, very intelligent, but they were pragmatic. They believed more in the practical. 
the logical or the tangible more so than the spiritual. Pragmatic person, in a sense, says, look, show me on paper. I don't want to hear that faith stuff. Intelligent person. But doubts are strongly rejects faith. Does not believe that faith is so powerful that it can cause a person to get the victory. And that's Bible. First John 5 and 4 said, the victory that overcomes the world. The world now. Everything that's taking place. COVID. COVID. Viruses. Problems. Faith overcomes all of that. Now this ain't Walker, First John again, 5, 4, the victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. That what overcomes? But a prudent, a pragmatic person will say, I got to see it before I believe it. And, and see, it, it's dangerous because even in the church you have pragmatic folks. Scripture we had one that was actually an apostle. And I hate to say this, but, but, his, but his name, Elder White, was, was, was Thomas. His name was Thomas. And, and so Thomas with his pragmatic self, even though wise, Jesus had died. But he had told Thomas and the rest of them, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up again. They're going to kill me. You're going to see it, but I'm going to get up. And Thomas saw when they killed him. Had it in his mind, mentally, details of what happened. He knew. And when they told him, hey, we done seen Jesus. Thomas said, except I see. The nail prints on his hand. Unless I see where they pierce him in the sun. Very prudent. I will not believe. And though the majority was trying to tell him. Jesus had resurrected, had resurrected. Thomas still wouldn't believe it. And that's how you have folk that are prudent. They, they think that they are so wise, so prudent, that can't nobody tell them nothing unless they say it. Time went by, Jesus showed up. Thomas, come here. Give me your hand. This is where they pierced me in the side. This is where the nails were driven into my, my hands. Thomas tried to get religious all of a sudden. Cut it, yeah. 
My Lord and my God. You know, sometimes when folk get to trying to get religious, it should move you, period. Because you know they're playing. What he did, it didn't move Jesus. He got to, he got to trying to be religious, but these say, Thomas, because you done seen, now you believe in God. He said, but blessed are those who believe, but they do not see. Is some of us in here this morning like that? You don't see your hill. All you done seen is that negative report, but you believe. You still ain't, ain't got the money you need and, and, and the bills are still piling up. But you still believe. Woo, I said you still believe. Say to your neighbor, you are blessed when you believe even though you don't see it. You are on God's list when you believe even If it be true, tell somebody, I believe even though I don't see it. I'm shouting about it even though I don't see it. They beat me down, but I'm turning in victory because I just know the victory is coming. But trust sight, senses, perception, more than God. We never want to be there because that is dangerous. How many are understanding? Lord have mercy. Let me close. Lord have mercy. Let, let, let's go to the book of Matthew. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Matthew the eleventh chapter. How many are receiving? Matthew. Notice what Jesus said here. In prayer to the Father, but but notice the wording very carefully. And keep in mind the last woe in Isaiah 5 and 21. Jesus said, I thank you, Father. Lord of what? Heaven and earth. Lord, he, he, he had to bear witness to what David penned in Psalm 24 and 1. I got to just, just mention that. What did David say in Psalm 24 and 1? The earth... Is the Lord's and his fullness. God's still in charge, ain't he? You ought to pause and give your God a hand for still being in charge. 
The pandemic is not in charge. The CDC is not in charge. The earth is the And is what? I, I like how Solomon took it a little further in the Proverbs when he said, even the heart of the king is in the palm of his hand. And like the rivers of water, he can turn that heart any which way he chooses. But notice back in Matthew 11 and 25. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things. Who you hide them from, Lord? From the wise and prudent. And notice, remember what I said, you can be wise and prudent, but you use it in the wrong way. Or dangerous or destructive way. I thank you that you, you have hidden, you, you done kept it from the wise and the prudent. And you have revealed it to babes. You don't reveal it to people that come before you with an empty cup. They're just hungering and thirsting for your word. And want you to give it to them just like a babe. That baby will cry, cry. That baby won't get up and, and, and get the ball of him or herself. That, that baby rely on mama. Or daddy or, or somebody to, to get that bottle and just feed them. Just feed them what, what they need. And that's how the blessing comes. Naturally and spiritually. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you're going to be fed. Peter said, as a newborn Desire the sincere milk of the word. Why? So you'll become mature. Every Sunday we need to come in here like a baby. Ready, ready to get something to eat from God. Lord, I showed up. You filled my cup last week. And, and I've been using what, what you gave me last week. But I'm back for some more. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise. Come on, let's give the Lord a bigger hand of praise for his word.